0: Hare Krishna. Jai Jai Sitya Tanya, Jaya Nityananda, Jaya Dvetu Chandradaya, Vinna. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama. Rama, Rama, Hare, Hare. Oma kyanati mananda sya kinangana sarakya shakshuramini tamyana tasmai shiburvehna Towards the uh, end of the Chaitanya Charitamrita, there is the verse Akasananta tatayayachapakkigan yariyata shakti tata kare arohan. The sky is unlimited, but many birds fly higher and higher according to their own abilities. And then in the next verse, Aicha Mahaprabhu lila Nahi Haya Pare Vannibara. The pastimes of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu are like the unlimited sky. How then can an ordinary living being describe them all? Mm-hmm. And Krishna's Kavyaj Krishna Goswami clearly took his inspiration from Simat Bhagavatam. Uh, where in the uh, first canto in the chapter that deals with Sringi, Maharaj Pariksit, cursed by a Brahmana boy, um, there also is a verse, one eighteen twenty-three, 23, Srimad Bhagavatam. O Rishis, who are as powerfully pure as the sun, I shall try to describe to you the transcendental pastimes of Vishnu as far as my knowledge is concerned. As the birds fly in the sky as far as their capacity allows, so do the learned devotees describe the Lord as far as their realization allows. So the verse is used in the same way. Um, I started thinking, though, about it, about uh, the sky. As the sky of devotional service, and how different bo- different birds are flying on different levels in that sky of devotional service, uh, and and I was thinking, I was thinking about something. that is impressed in my memory, and that I repeat from time to time in my lectures. Um, it is about the kinaras, who are like human beings with wings. So, and when they fly, their wings are producing the sound of the Samaveda. So I was thinking. The Samaveda is that sound is basically the sound of the glorification of the Lord. So the question is, what was there first? The sound of the glorification of the Lord or the wings? My conclusion is the glorification of the Lord is first. And then? Wings will grow. And this is, this is bhakti. Uh, it is simply the glorification of the Lord, but not as, a, as an exercise. Oh, yes, in the beginning it is, as a type of yoga, uh, as a type of, of means of elevation of somehow or other, lifting ourselves above being deeply entangled in a chain of sinful activities. How many lives, how many lives have I been uh, in this material world? Where have I been in this material world? Where have I been born? Where have I not been born? What have I done? Have I killed? What have I eaten? What have I taken from others? What have I I done? Life after life. In this material world. Am I. Innocent. Somehow or other. The one person in the world. Who is. Who is innocent. Who is not touched. By any cruelty. Is there no cruelty in me. Who is not not been in vile have i exploited others did i ever wear a boot and put it on the neck of another living being have i have i exploited in so many ways i don't remember <laughs> that's that will not stand in a court of law but i i don't remember that's all right but the traces of previous sin of many lives are upon me in this birth. The deep inclination towards sin is there. My country is a dark history. As Shakespeare quotes, all the dark and sinful things behind the wealth of the world. Yes. And and yet bhakti has come. Bhakti has come by the mercy of the pure devotee who could see at a glance at a glance, where I came from. The Vondelpark in Amsterdam was the hippie park, hmm, filled with hippies from all over the world, taking LSD and smoking marijuana. It seemed like. To me at the time uh, a happening something something that was going to to liberate us from the suffocating dryness of material existence. I went to that park. Prabhupada came. Prabhupada came there. I didn't see him. Maybe I was there. Maybe not. When he came. But around that time, I was. And Prabhupada gave a talk in an open air theater. And Prabhupada Let a kirtan with the devotees. Prabhupada's talk was short, and Prabhupada said, These people just kirtan and prasad. A little far gone. I have no claim. I have no claim to extraordinary piety. I have no claim to good qualities. But I believe in them. I believe in purity. There's no alternative. There's nothing else to believe in. Hmm. the world Hmm. the world is in the grip of Kali the world Kali is the is the agent to flood the world with sin and to somehow or other entangle everyone in endless degrading activities. The grip of Kali is there in every home, in every street, on every phone. Kali is somehow or other inforcing, corrupting, distracting. Mm. When Luther was trying to drive out corruption from the church. In the course of doing so, he encountered corruption in himself. He realized that there was a need for grace, the grace of God. The, the movement of Chitanya Mahaprabhu is also based on the principle of corruption without and corruption within. Where can we look when looking at leaders in the world? Where to put our faith? Where can we Where can we Where can we see a place to repose our faith? I looked everywhere. All I saw was sin, and more sin, and people trying to get out of it, but or, or fix it by by means that would not actually really change things, just some patchwork. Bhakti. Uh, When I read about Bhakti, I read about the root of the word, the Bhaj-Dhatu, uh, bhaj bhajan or bhaj tatu the root form of the word bhakti is including different elements in one word it includes it includes love it includes Worship, it includes service. And it is explained that bhakti is natural. Oh yes, how can we avoid love? We need to love. Way to repose it. And where is love? There is service. We need to. We need to worship. But who to worship? Uh, you see all these propensities in people. Uh, the, The propensity to adore a star, an artist or a sports star, something, somebody to adore. Uh, People getting behind a leader with batches, you know, make this and this great again. Uh, It's adore. That is natural it must be there for us to to uplift ourselves so when bhakti when the natural propensity to love when the natural propensity to serve when the natural propensity to worship to adore is buried under layers of sinful activities, uh, then where will these propensities go? Like a ball that is pushed underwater, uh, we can keep this botch, this bowl of the batch, Datu, on, artificially underwater by burying it with sinful activities. But it will, by natural force, want to rise above the surface again and again. And so our love goes somewhere. But when our love is directed towards temporary things of this world. That love can never be fulfilled. Cannot have faith in there. Can have no faith. Then, then where can I put my energy? Uh, The energy is there want to work for something I believe in, there's nothing to believe in. Then, uh, if I cannot bow down for one who is greater, Then, then I'm left alone, alone, with my own smallness, with my own limitations. That's painful. Is that a way to exist? So bhakti. Bhakti is natural, an expression of love directed towards the Supreme. And that love is not only focused on God, who is the all-good, the all-knowing, the almighty. Uh, The omnibenevolent, the omnipotent, the omniscient. It's not only, only directed towards Him, but also to His creation, which includes all living beings. That's why it's an all embracing love that also embraces. All living beings. That is Bhakti. So Bhakti means Vasudaiva Kutumbakam, that the whole world becomes our family. That the whole world becomes one in love. But not impersonal. Not impersonal love, that is like a wet sentimental blanket thrown over the whole world, a wet sentimental blanket of benevolence. No, personal, actual love. In bhakti. Love is an exchange, an exchange between the Supreme Lord and his devotee and between the devotees themselves, based on exchange in relationship, exchange in service, not business exchange, exchange of loving service, selfless, exchange in giving ourselves. Bhakti is growing through the exchange of giving our pranir artiavacya, our energy, our possessions, our intelligence, and our words. And when we engage these, all of them, engage our being, every fiber of our existence in service to the Supreme Lord. Ah then the traces of sin which have burdened us, which have burdened us for so long will disappear. Mm. Bhakti, Bhakti In Bhakti we bow before devotees in Bhakti in Bhakti in the exchange between the devotees. Appreciation develops for all they do in bhakti. For the efforts they make. How deeply can we can we see how much how much are people, are, are, are others like us? And are we just sharing and everything falls away then? Uh, what does it matter? What kind of bodies we have? What does it matter? Well, what does the skin have to do with it? my bones? Uh, what does it matter? Uh, this yantra, this machine that we are in now, so long, so deeply, entrenched in identifying with the senses, identifying with the pushings of the mind. Uh, The senses that have no sense of mercy and drove us and pushed us and entangled us deeply, uh, in exploiting, exploiting endless, exploiting ruthlessly, all that, uh, can fall away. Is it not true? If it is not, there there is no way. There is no way. I roamed around in a material world. Every street I saw had a dead end. I roamed around in a material world. Nothing, nothing made sense. What was I supposed to become? A doctor to save people's lives. Save lives for what? Uh, Fixing up machines so that people could do what? A writer and write about what? about being trapped, about what was the way out. The only way out can be to return, to throw off the artificial nature. I grew up, in a country, in a family, and I became influenced by whatever was going on around me, what others were doing, talking about, by media that were sending me information, by education. and layer upon layer upon layer upon layer went into my consciousness until it was difficult to understand who am i but i felt an urge to search To search for the true self. To liberate myself. But where to go? Where to search? I wandered into the spiritual marketplace. Yes. There was Hatha Yoga. Raja Yoga. Kundalini Yoga. Coming from, from India. Asanas. I sat down and they taught me the fire breath. <laughs> Breathe very fast like this. It seems artificial. I felt this is not what I try to do. I want to go the natural path. I sat down in Zen. I learned to meditate while sitting, while walking, to empty the mind. But I wanted to, to fill it with joy and taste. I am artistic. I am alive. I see, I smell, I I did not want to follow the path to close the doors. When I was in a Buddhist monastery, it had a canal around the monastery and a bridge over the water. In the evening, you could enter as a guest to follow the morning meditations. And they would pull up the bridge. And the bridge would only come back down the next morning at 10 AM. I took the risk. I can swim. And we rose at 4 and performed morning meditation, breathe in one nostril out the other, recite some mantras. It was all okay, But at breakfast, There was one tiny piece of bread, too small. As soon as I saw it, I knew it wouldn't do it, with some miso paste, which I never really appreciated so much. And I looked at it and thought, no. No, this is not the path. This is there must be a natural path, not a path of denial. I was the first at the bridge. They asked me, why? Why is it It's so, okay. It's okay. And just like, whew, back into the world. But still, in a dead end street. Why bhakti? Mm. Because bhakti is about the natural expression uh, to utilize our ability and to connect it with the Supreme. To give up sin. And sin was defined in in quite rigid ways. I mean, the items that were normal in my country the food that was the staple diet now became unedible and prohibited no fish meat or eggs no intoxication, not even coffee or tea. It became socially impossible. No gambling, not even the lottery, No illicit sex, which was defined as sex, sexual activities outside of marriage, sexual activities only for procreation. Within marriage and even then with limitations. (sighs) Everything else sinful. Chaitanya Charitamrita, there even is a verse. It says that whatever whether we any activity, whether religious or irreligious, if it is not bhakti, it is sinful. (sighs) Such rigidity. But next to it, the promise, the promise of engaging the purified self in the service of the Lord. Now, a concept of a higher self and the lower self, the lower self affected by the corruption of the world, the lower self entrenched deeply in sinfulness and whether being European, being American, being Chinese, being aboriginal, being of any race in the world, sinful. India, the land with more spiritual knowledge and culture, also thoroughly corrupted, also became thoroughly sinful. And it is said that the Rakshasas take their birth in the families of Brahmanas in this age where there is no corruption in this world. All right. So the lower nature, the lower nature belonging to the corruption had to be, first of all, restricted by rigid principles. In Srimad Bhagavatam, we find a description of the pillars, uh, the pillars of Dharma and how the pillars of Dharma such as truth and compassion and cleanliness Uh, and okay, we have gambling dist- are destroyed by illicit activities. Gambling destroys truthfulness. Illicit sex uh, destroys cleanliness. Uh, meat eating. Uh, Destroys compassion. And intoxication destroys austerity. So, in this way, these principles... I had sufficiently seen the emptiness of material existence, sufficiently seen how there was nowhere where I could repose my faith. And then, so. It came to a point where I was ready to accept anything that looked hopeful. Bhakti as the freedom of full expression in connection with love for the Supreme, with service to the Supreme and worship to the Supreme. That is the purpose of all that I am and all that I have, of all my attributes. Where else? Where else to use them? Uh, sing, make music. About what? just to kill time, Hmm. with a message. But if the message is not a message of upliftment, what is it? Everything had become empty. Everything I once believed in had no meaning. But the price to pay for bhakti is is great. To tolerate so many things. Uh to to accept such principles to uh, and in the course of coming up to to the to the, to the, to the position of being 100% dedicated to to the lord with all our energy with all our intelligence, all our possessions, all our words, at that stage, um, in the beginning, the weight of old habits is strong, is weighing us down, and we carry on. And as we go deeper, deeper into the process, deeper, what will we do? As we go deeper, deeper towards. uh, to us purifying every aspect of our life. So many things will come up. So many things. We may be mistreated by devotees, the very people that we put our faith in. will our faith survive? But what if even, then there are our acharyas, our great teachers, and they stand there like living symbols, Living symbols of ancient scripture and timeless tradition of bhakti. And they are the embodiment of scripture. And then, what if they say things that we find? not acceptable? Can our faith survive? It must. Our faith must survive because there is no other place to repose it. That is bhakti. In bhakti we fully repose our faith in this concept that there will be complete freedom in love, in loving service to Krishna and his pure devotees. In this way, uh, we are carrying on in our bhakti and we grow First to a process following rules and regulations. And then, as the burden of previous sinful attachment falls by the wayside, uh, we are uh, we are just awakening, awakening. our our love for Krishna our attachment and seeing the beauty and the purpose of the whole creation of all that is and we go forward regardless and and that love will grow and Krishna will reciprocate In this way, in this way, we progress. Progress on the spiritual path to greater and greater heights in the sky of bhakti until we are, and we are free in that sky, free from the chains of material existence, free from greed, free from lust, free from anger, free from, From all these, from the ugliness, free, free from the darkness in ourselves. This, and, and so. love awakens more and more and service grows more and more and we worship Krishna as devotees of the paraphernalia and so bhakti is the complete natural expression and we stand before Krishna and as we grow In our love and surrender, we are perceiving more and more his glory, and he's revealing it to us, and everything of this world is insignificant, whatever it happens. On the way, on the way to immerse ourselves into the unlimited ever-growing ocean of love of God, extending in all directions, an ocean of loving exchange between the Lord and between devotees. What is love? What is love? Love means I appreciate your qualities. Love is is I appreciate your genuine nature. Love is I see the way you act is wonderful by your actions you have conquered me and so Krishna conquers and the devotee conquers Krishna and the devotees they conquer each other there's a story of our Bhakti Charumaraj, who is now in a very precarious situation on a ventilator with this COVID. And Bhakti Charumaraj, in the final days of Srila Prabhupada, was amongst the entourage of Prabhupada who used to render personal service. So Prabhupada rang the bell. And Bhakti Chiru Maharaj went, and Prabhupada asked for some orange juice. And Bhakti Chiru Maharaj said, yes, yes, Prabhupada, I will bring. And then, five minutes later, the bell rang again. But this time, the bell was ringing with more fervor. And Prabhupada was ringing urgently. And Bhakti Chumaraj went and Prabhupada said, so, where's the orange juice? Where is it? Right? And Bhakti Chumaraj said, like, well, it's it's like, uh, it's, it's not ready yet. Prabhupada said, like, forget it, forget it. I don't want it anymore. Um, the reason why the orange juice wasn't ready was because there were no oranges. And someone had gone out to bring the oranges. So when finally the oranges came, then Bhakti Maharaj made the orange juice and it to Prabhupada. And Prabhupada said, I told you, I don't want it anymore. I told you, take it away. And Bhakti Chirumaraj said to Prabhupada, he said, the Prabhupada, if you want to chastise me I deserve it um, I deserve it but yes open oh wait two minutes oh. if you want to uh, Śrīla Prabhupāda, if you want to chastise me, I deserve it. But if you... uh, But still I ask you, please take this orange juice because it's good for you. And Prabhupāda said, all right, give the orange juice, drank the orange juice and and said, uh, what to do? Sometimes... I'm, I'm an old man. Old men are sometimes a little grumpy, so, in this way,
1: in this in this way,
0: it's uh, in, in in this way, it took place the past time. Uh, in this way, uh, oh, so noise outside. Sorry. Uh, so the point is this, is that Prabhupada had done so much for Bhakti Maharaj that Bhakti Chirumaraj, over time, the Bhakti Chirumaraj was serving Prabhupada with great love. But then we see how he also conquered Prabhupada with love. And this is an example of how one conquers the other uh, in a loving exchange in Bhakti. And imagine an ocean of that, of all serving Krishna, Krishna serving all the devotees, and the devotees serving each other. There is no other way, there is no other way, there is no other place to reposit our faith. Therefore, let us let us chant, let us chant and rise in the sky. Uh, in the sky of glorification of the supreme and grow wings and no matter what comes on the way let us let us somehow or other, tolerate and carry on Hare Krishna, Sri Prabhupada Gide